buzzing out there. Um, keys just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yo! What's up, boys? We're back. Just dishing at 87. Tudes, I'm sure you have a speech ready. This is the Crosby episode. Just just get it over with. No, they've been disappointing me lately. They really have. And there we are. They Welcome really, back, everybody. Really Thanks for yeah. joining us on uh, Just Dishing <laughs> at 87. Joined, as always, by uh, my my cohorts here. John Tudes Tudor, a disgruntled Penguins fan. And Derek, our producer extraordinaire, Hoskins, who is also a disgruntled Sabres fan. And Bills fan. I'm not really that disgruntled. These things will happen. We'll talk about it all, though. What's going on, boys? Are y'all prepared for the storm? Oh, yeah. Um, I have to go hike my ass back to Hamburg because I did not prepare enough for the storm. So I got to, after this, uh, do a nice little crosstown drive that probably will take way too long because people just don't know what that white snowy substance on the ground is. Is it, is it started? We're recording this Wednesday for all the people listening to us idiots babble about the fucking Buffalo weather here, but we're recording on Wednesday night. So is it supposed to start Thursday? Is it supposed to start I tonight? Think, I think Thursday after. night into Friday. Yeah, they're closing. The, they're already closing the 190. Um, starting at four o'clock from Dunkirk all the way up to wonderful Rochester. They're just shutting it right down. Oh, the throughway. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they said they were playing any games with getting people stuck on the throughway in November. Man. So how am I going to, all right. Well, I guess we'll see. Anyways. Yeah. So fun. if you got to go anywhere, you know, be prepared. Oh yeah. Um, nothing we haven't seen before. I got to, Go to Wegmans after this. Get a couple of rotisserie chickens. I'll be good. You'll probably be elbowing Karen from Elmwood, fucking trying to uh, get the last rotisserie chicken. I'll fucking bury her. Drop. The I'll shoulder. take her the fuck down. If it's Drop. a ro- if it's a rosemary one, I will absolutely pile driver. Side note: Did you guys by Don't any chance care. see? Um, now this isn't really a sports feat, um, but. The sports in Philadelphia is obviously pretty good right now. Went to the World Series. Uh, Flyers. Yeah, they doing, went. Flyers are doing all right, and uh, we got an undefeated Eagles. Um, out uh, of, not undefeated anymore. anymore. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot that they lost. Last yeah, time. but no, that's cool. We'll we'll continue to celebrate the city of mediocrity. Continue. To okay, win. I'm trying to give them <laughs> like like at least some some credit here. As he now, the other, the other, what an asshole. <laughs> The other major sports Go ahead, buddy. Coming, Step out of, up. coming out of Philadelphia is I don't know if you guys saw, but a man ate a rotisserie chicken for 40, 40, straight, days, days. 40 straight days. Yeah. And then on the last day, he I had have, like a ton of people come out and like a, a couple hundred people showed up to watch. Was that like a Guinness World a, Record? No, he just was I doing have, it on Twitter. I have absolutely just, no like, doubt in my mind that. The person that wants to do that lives in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. I mean, it, it was an incredible feat, nonetheless. I mean, is, imagine... is that incredible? Because I, so like, I feel one like anyone day. in the world can do that. Yeah, like, eating say, a on. whole rotisserie chicken yourself yeah, but Derek, for 40 think about... days straight. Yeah, but yeah, think about, think on, about on, like, the food, right? Like, you could eat that over the course of a day, no problem, split up into, like, three I meals. guess so. I just would get really fucking bored of rotisserie chicken. I'd have to buy it fresh every day. I think that was, I think it. that's what he was doing. Yeah, I, I would have to was, buy it fresh. I'm pretty a, sure a nice, warm one. None of that cold shit. It's got to be a nice, warm one. Take it down. You can and then just leave it out for the day, basically, and you'll be good. No, he yeah. ate it in like one sitting, like literally, like sat down, oh. ate an entire rotisserie chicken, oh, and then up the and left. I thought it was just over the course no, 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 of like one no, day. no. He sat down and ate a rotisserie chicken in one sitting, like a meal, and then yeah, this guy might need like a psyche bell or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was he, uh, was he was he like jacked? Like, what kind of dude was this? Average looking, looking like Matt Stoney, like the one of those, one dad, of those normal dudes. Yeah, dad, dad bod, regular guy. What a fucking no business. Unit. No business eating 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. I can tell does you. Does anyone that. have business doing No, that? no one does. But I mean, definitely not that guy. I can tell you that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 
I wonder but if that's I guess, the like, guy I like the that Eagles it, run. I just like that, like that there was no like he just started doing this. There was no like events or anything. Like he just started doing it and it caught wind on Twitter and then day forty came around and he had like a legit like red carpet set up like on like the har- in the harbor of like fucking Philadelphia and there was like you a think- couple hundred people that showed up to watch him eat this rotisserie chicken. Think about it, what are rotisserie chickens? Like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. six, seven six bucks. So like realistically for 40 days straight that's probably your only meal of the day right so you're, I mean, you're eating realistically. You're, you're eating for six dollars a day like dude probably saved bank on groceries and food for a month i respect your digestive system if you eat like well that's basically 40 just, days straight you're basically just keto at that point yeah you're on a carnivore diet you're probably yeah, fucking lean so. dude probably, probably. But, the rest I mean, of your body hates you but you probably look all right yeah i mean you better be taking some supplements and shit too but yeah what is your guys's food that you could do that for like like do you think you could have a chance a legitimate chance if this was you know a challenge we had to do or something like i could i could 100 eat a garbage plate every day for the rest of my life like a whole yeah. one yeah that's crazy. yeah I, I yeah i could see that 100 percent Without a doubt, I'd be in a. See, I would pick something, but that's not like one food, right? I guess that's like one menu item, but that's like all the different. Yeah, like, see, I was thinking more like food. a like a contest. Like I'm thinking in my head of like the hot dog eating contest, or like what could you eat? Like it doesn't have to be that you're not dunking fucking glizzies into pitchers <laughs> of water. Like that's fine. We don't have to do that. I just mean like you sit down with some like your buddies and you're like stoned or something, and you're like. Huh. Who can eat the most this? Like, what do you think you would win at? I mean, just look at that. Like, look at that. That's an incredible graphic. Like, come watch me eat. Straight to the point. Chicken. It looks it's like a fourth grader made that in, like, Microsoft Paint. And, like, they're... The chicken they're will be consumed on sure. the abandoned pier, not near Walmart. This is not a party. Just to make, just to make sure that that's clear, that this is not a party. I mean, you got to have some element of a party to it. What are you sitting there in the silence, just mucking a fucking rotisserie? Well, chicken? here I'll go back. I'm picturing, to I'm picturing somebody standing there with like one of those golf signs that says "Quiet, please." Like, Hi, yeah, hire a DJ or something. Get some. Let's see music if I can going. find this picture of him. There's a very good picture of him. Uh, yeah, here we go. Guy ate a fucking bird for forty straight days. I mean. Looks like a party to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, he's just like, people are praising him right now. Yeah, they're just like, days. I mean, he's, you just got to roll with it at that point. I mean, What's he holding? A plate. Oh, he so, took the time to put it on a plate? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Can I, can I ask, like, would you guys ever go to this event? Um, like would you would on? you take the time out of your day to go watch a guy eat a rotisserie chicken? Because I think that's insane. I think no, Tudor, it depends on the day that you're catching me on, honestly. Yeah, I could see a scenario where I'm in a mood where that sounds fucking hilarious and yeah. what let's see what happens. Yeah, you're telling okay. If I see a tweet that says like come down to Hoyt Lake at this time in Delaware Park. I'm going to eat a rotisserie chicken. I might go check that out because like, <laughs> like, I, you know, you've, you've, you've piqued my interest just enough that I'm like, I gotta, I gotta see what's, what's going on here. What is it about the rotisserie chicken? Is it because like it's impressive, but it's also not like gross. It's not like that gross. Cause they're pretty small. Yeah. Like if you don't eat and you're fucking hungry, I could easily see your house in one. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely, if that's your only meal of the day, I could definitely see, like, taking that down in one sitting. Yeah. It's really interesting. I don't, that's, it's a good one, though. It's got me thinking of, but, like, anything I think of that I could do that, where it's like, hey, who could, like, who can eat the most rotisserie chickens or something? You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of one that I could win at. And I keep going to, like, Red Lobster Biscuits. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not, it's like, so it's so, it'd be so bad. It'd be so bad because what, like you're just housing, just biscuit. 
Yeah. There's the, like the nutritional value is just gone. Like at least he's just he's just burying protein, which is fine. Nice lean protein. It's not even fried. And me, I'm I would my brain goes to just carb. Yeah, Pillsbury Doughboy and like a yeah, boy. yeah. It'd be like Michael with the Alfredo sauce before the Joey Chestnut would uh, be shaking his head at you in disappointment. Yeah, just an idiot. I don't know. It's it's super interesting. I mean, I, I just know. I just find it really funny when like the and that's the best thing about like social media and the internet. that's the good it's stuff like, that's what i sign like, up for. people rally around like the stupidest stuff that would like never catch word in you know a normal setting it's like you're really finding a good niche crowd there um, like that guy with the cardboard sign where he would just put new shit on it every day yeah now that's know, it's like a, a literal it, mainstream thing and now i'm pretty sure he gets invited to like events and stuff like that yeah I love that shit. That's some hustler shit. Um, I could see Gary V getting fired up for that. You Basically. fucking turned it into something, man. We're going to have to get Nick back on here to do a uh, Gary V impression. Yeah. impression. yeah. I don't have it in me today. I, I can kind of do it, but it's just not. It's, we'll save that for another day. Um, well, gentlemen, rotisserie chickens aside, um, yeah, our two hockey teams have been laying some eggs. They both think. <laughs> what I, I tell you, boys? Wait till game twelve. Derek till game it. twelve. Derek yeah. mushed it, but no, they, seriously. They the, 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 I'll say for the Sabers, the defensive lapses are just what's yeah. killing them. Yeah. Bad penalties um, against Vancouver too. Easily could have won that game last night. I mean, it's but you're it's also the same story in Pittsburgh too. They can score with anybody, but they just give up too many chances. You're missing the guys that helped you start off the season so hot so what in it what a what a thing it is though because i'm sitting here when i'm watching this and i see what value that matias samuelson contract has i don't yeah, know if and I, so I, many I, people I, are talking shit about the sabers signing him to that contract too you see how sure. valuable pretty that sure deal Chicklet, is now. pretty sure chicklets was one of them that was talking about it and being like he's never he hasn't shown any value and stuff and it's like okay well, well, there's value I, when I, he goes but I do kind of agree with some of those arguments. Now, granted, like he's he's playing well when he does play. Uh, obviously, he was missed some time with injury here, but I can understand where people say, "How do you give guys these contracts when they've when they haven't even played the equivalent of a full NHL season before?" So, like, I can understand that argument. I don't think it's saying. Oh, this player is not good. It's just, wow, that's a risky play because you haven't even seen a very large sample size of what this guy can do at this level. You're you're betting essentially, right? And sometimes when you that's take a gamble, you say. look really good. Sometimes when you take a gamble, you look really bad. But yeah, you know, I was just about to say that. that. I mean, might be good. Two such. I mean, two things out of that. You're gambling. One, you're just kind of throwing darts at a dartboard at that point, hoping that it would stick. I mean, and two, you don't have a Jack Eichel on your team anymore. And you can throw money like that around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what other big, no. big, big contract player do we have? Ogposo. And we no, just no. signed in oh, Tage. That's really, a, and then Darlene pretty much. Those are like, well, I don't the think biggest, biggest card. Yeah, I know Darlene's I think did, but did yeah. This year. Yeah. You don't have Same any, thing. you don't have any big contracts. So you might as well start throwing money at guys that you think are promising, especially guys who have stuck with it through, you know, our organization and stuff. Samuelson really went back to work after we drafted him. Um, he's really transformed himself into quite the player. And, and honest, you need a defensive defenseman. In yeah. Oh well, yeah, for you sure. You can't have as talented as they are. You can't have a decor that's full of guys like a Rasmus Dahlien or an Owen power, because you've got to have that stay at home defenseman too, that can be rock solid and let those other guys just do what they do. Which is why I think you see success out of Samuelson early this season. And um, Labushkin has really stepped into his role yeah. really well because he's just playing his game, stay at home, playing a little physical, a little more physical than the other defensive guys. And I think it's just a, a good spot for him. But yeah, I mean, honestly though, Samuelson hasn't played a lot of games, but I can, say pretty confidently i don't think that there's really been a game where he's a standout player that looks bad 
maybe like some of those first few games, but like after that, once he was stepping into the lineup, it was like it was very quick. He he disappears. He disappears. If you're a defensive defenseman, that's what you want, right? Yeah, you want to disappear. If you're playing that game, it's the same thing with like I look at it, you know, the parallel with Pittsburgh, right? Where you know Chris Letang is the guy that everyone always talks about because he's that very offensive defenseman, kind of you know joins the rush, drives some offense on the power play. For how many years nobody talks about Brian Dumoulin? Um, well, they're talking about him this year because he stinks and he's on the ice for every goal they give up. But you know, if you're a defensive defenseman, nobody talks about you when you're doing your job. Well, but yeah, because you're supposed they, to just be there and exactly. Just, if you're just if you're do not your doing your job, yeah. that's when people mm-hmm. start calling your name. Well, Tudor, that's is Brian why Dumoulin the next Cody CC? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like they're different players. <laughs> they're different players. Dude, I just wanted to throw that in there. For yeah, Dumoulin is like he's yeah, one of those like puzzling players because he was such a solid defenseman for a period of time. Like big part of their uh, their success over the last uh, number of years now, and then like all of a sudden this year, it's just lost puppy out there and for a ridiculously high percentage of the goals against in that penguins losing streak of like seven games he was on the ice for him Mm. Um, and crosby too he's not without blame Um, they're switching the lines up it looks like um, now to to move some guys around but that crosby and rust uh, in gensel line they were on the ice for like 22 goals against so which was like the top end in the NHL for most goals against. So, you know, not, not without blame up front there too, you know, you're certainly not helping your D defensively, but yeah, those, those type of defensive defensemen, as soon as you start hearing about them, you know, things are going off the rails. Yeah. Um, Derek, Derek, we kind of cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, I honestly don't remember, but yeah, (laughs) uh, (laughs) either way, I just, I wanted to add in though, that, you know, the Sabres and going back to our defensive talks is that how much we're really hurting on defense. Um, Sabres are right up there in the top five scoring right underneath all of the cup contenders. Um, Pretty sure they're fourth or fifth or something like that in scoring right now. Um, but we are also like I think bottom two in goals against or something like that. So what do you, what yeah. do you guys think? What's easier to fix? Is it easier to fix when you're not scoring goals, but you're toward the top of the league in goals against? Meaning, obviously, you're not giving up a lot of goals. And uh, in, in the mindset of, well, you know what, maybe we're not getting the puck luck, but, you know, the puck's going to start finding its way into the net. Or if you're scoring a lot, like, hey, we'll figure it out on the back end. I think the defending, because it's very simple, it's film work, and it's like you need to pay attention here and be here when this happens. You can't really do that for scoring goals. Like, you can do it for tap-in plays, and if the play works out perfect, it still ends with you having to finish off the chance, right? Where you don't have necessarily have to do that defensively. A lot of times just being in the right position and being in the way is enough. That's the job. I was about to say, I think, I mean, you really need talented guys on offense to be goal scorers um, and score consistently and enough guys on your team to consistently be putting up those goals or just enough guys to even have the support for a guy to be producing that much. On the other end, I feel like you should be able to defend the puck no matter what, no matter what level you are in the NHL on both sides of the puck, offensive or defensive. You should be able to defend, you know, have some sort of defensive side. So, like, I would think that fixing bad defense would be a lot easier than the other way around. Because it's just coaching where sometimes for the goals not going in, you can't really coach that. You almost have to do less. Stop thinking so much. Stop gripping the stick too tight. And a lot of it, too, is, I mean, we've talked about it before. How many times defensemen just have to get burnt before they know that I can't do this when a guy's breaking outside like this or driving inside. I can't do this kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get burnt on this. They just have to get experience and know. And I think Darlene is a prime example of that. Um, He... Got he he always wanted to be that offensive defenseman. I think he always had that mindset, but he always got um, 
he got timid with the puck whenever he got the puck in the defensive zone. And now we're seeing it almost every single game. He's making one little micro move that is like blowing us away. You know, he's picking yeah. up the puck, just making a defenseman, just shaking, uh, you know, a guy who's uh, forechecking. Um, and that just comes with experience. I mean, he's on his first year of his actual, you know, actual contract and took all, all of his rookie contract to, you know, stop getting burnt on that shit. So uh, I think it just takes time. And he's yeah. still he's still only what like twenty three, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yep, yep. So, yep. You know those those players. And I did hear, I did see that. Um, I think they were talking about it on WGR last week. Um, I think they did an early poll of all of the writers that like contribute to uh, the Norris and like those awards, and uh, Darlene was a unanimous decision across the board. I guess right now, so. Yeah, Sorry, for what was that? Uh, they did a pre-poll for the writers um, that put in for, like, the Norris and all of those uh, awards at the end of the year, and I guess mm. the writers were unanimously on Dolly so far to start the season. But that was also last week, so... Um, before the skid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Norris? I think, it was right, I think it was right before the Vegas game they said that, so, yeah. Mm. The right. Norris is such a weird award, though. Because yeah, and this is, is this has this has nothing to do with like Dalim because obviously like based on precedent and that award he should be at the top of that conversation the way he started the season, mm-hmm. uh, but the Norris is for the best defenseman in the NHL, but it seems like every year it's just okay what defenseman has the most points, yep. or like, so or so is it just highest scoring defenseman at this point? Or vice versa, which defenseman went the longest in the playoffs kind of thing. Yeah, like it doesn't really... Like if someone's up for nomination and say one guy outperformed the other one, but the other one... Yeah, but the other one went into the, you know, other one goes farther in the playoffs, they're probably going to end up picking the one that goes further in the playoffs just because he contributed to his team a little bit more. You're saying like a tiebreaker scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, the tiebreaker, essentially, right? It could be. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it certainly has, but, like, when because, like, like, when Roman Yossi won it, like, he had a oh, shit ton of points, but are you going to say he's not a good defensive? No, oh, yeah. Defense? You know what I mean? It's weird, but I do see what you mean because it just happens that year after year, it seems like they're in the top one, two, or three in total points, but – but honestly, the way the game's going, though, I feel like that's a huge indicator because yeah, that... I mean, how do you reward defensemen? I mean, every defenseman plays good defense if they're a top six, you know, a starting six defenseman in the league. So like, there's your bench. You know, where's the benchmark? I guess it's like, and points is probably going to be it. Yeah, at that, I mean, or a lockdown, or like a say a Samuelson who's been locked down all year and takes his team to the cup. That's who's going to end up, you know, like on the other, on the other end. You hear it. You heard it here first. Not going to happen. Derek Hoskins. I did not not say that. Samuelson wins the Norris this season. I didn't say that. Go to the cup. I didn't say you heard it here first, folks. I didn't say that. It's fake news. (laughs) Also, Ocposo for heart. You can push that all you want. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting for sure because like is when I feel like a guy like an Owen Power, like I've said, has a chance to win multiple Norris trophies, but like his play style, like he's one where you could see he's maybe he's not first in points, but he's got what would you say a good point total is for a defenseman? Fucking 60, 60, yeah, 60 70, yeah, like you get 60. If you're really, if you're really more of a lockdown guy, if you get like 45, 50, sure, um, yeah, you know, so I could see him having, you know, like 15 goals, a bunch of assists, but it's not maybe even in the top five, but defensively, like. You know, it. you can have great seasons, but it, at, at any given year, it just kind of – if there's a defenseman like what Kale McCarr did where 
he's great defensively. He's amazing offensively, but is he the best defensive defenseman in the league, most important defenseman in the league? How do you wager that? I mean, he can. you can see how important he is, but most of it's offensive. They play so much offense, he doesn't It's have like having an extra forward out there. Yeah. Even strength, so it's like, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not someone who gets too hung up on the Norris thing because no, – I mean, I don't really I, – I didn't mean it as like a – it bothers me. It's I didn't mean – yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's just more of like the uh, – the observation of it is basically, you know, it's more about your point total than it is anything else. Yeah. Cause that right now, I mean, that dictates, you know, top pair defensemen. And that usually leads to teams being in the playoffs, playing in big games. And that's where, you know, that's where it happens. That's where the candidates often end up. Yep. Um, yeah, what's going? What else is going on, boys? Um, boys, we haven't talked uh, since uh, we were all in the arena for the return of Mister Eichel. We haven't. No. Was that last week? It was last yeah. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm glad you brought that up. I would have forgot. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to miss my opportunity, Ben. It was bad. Um, you know, that's, that's about Derek, same thing though. It was the same. Yeah, thing. no. Derek, Derek had me. Derek had me falling down laughing in the group chat after that game. So, That's embarrassing. Um, it's neat. It, listen, this is the plain and simple fact in all of the people that are mad and they're going to keep booing them. And I still stand by, shouldn't have booed him. We should have cheered for him, throw him off even more. But number two, he needed that so badly. Yeah, did Derek, you guys, that article that, that you sent article was, was so good. It was so good. That was exactly my feeling. I was like, he needs this so much more than the Sabres do. That, that Deadspin article was so accurate. And it, the fact that it was nationally written media and not by any of our people or anything like that. Like, I didn't recognize the writer at all. I was like, wow. Okay, so we're not the only ones that are seeing this across the league that like, that was fucking embarrassing on both parts. It was embarrassing for the fans, but it was also embarrassing on Jack Eichel's part, 110. percent Yeah. Well, that you're talking like the the whole initial trade thing, or what? Do you no, mean? embarrassing like the like that we got scored a hat trick on, but it was also embarrassing that his crowning achievement was scoring a hat trick against the team that he literally like put into absolute shambles. <laughs> you know, yeah. like and fucking grats, dude. Like great. You know, I, I mean, you're partially responsible for the state of this team and you just like kicked us while we're down even more. Like, thanks, man. You know, appreciate that. I don't, I, yeah, I see. What and like, what saying. are the fans, what are the what fans a, supposed a, to do? Play, what are we supposed to do? Let him just like, for that. what is a play is like one player responsible for like this, the current status of a team. Like, I mean, we tanked I mean, for him. He sucked. We sucked more, and then we traded him. Yeah, he's like, pretty responsible. He, he for did that. not suck when he was healthy and he was playing here. The team sucked. There wasn't much around him. He never sniffed the playoffs. But I agree. He did not suck. He we can't. We can't come into the multiple layers this issue has. If we do, I'm going to vomit all over the screen. Yeah, that's true. Because we've done it ad nauseum. The simple fact is he needed that. He got his. We got ours last year when our yeah. team wasn't even good. Mm-hmm. Our team's better now, having some defensive issues. The the Vegas, they're on a fucking heater. The, the Coke must be flowing in Vegas over there right now. They're all just feeling themselves, having a grand old time. The skid's going to come, and then the questions are going to pop up again. And even if they don't, they could win the fucking President's Trophy. They ain't winning the Stanley Cup. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this about the the last thing really about this. Um, and referencing the Deadspin article, um, his crowning achievement there, scoring a hat trick there, not when they were down by a couple of points and they needed him. They needed him to be the superstar that he is and wants to be, and he he just he fell flat. He put up two points in seven games at the end of the season last year, and they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play meaningful games at the end of the year. There's your meaningful games at the end of the year, and you fell flat hard. Granted, the team was injured, but like you want to be that guy, there's your opportunity. You're the guy right there. You get your team into the playoffs, and you would have been uh, sitting on a pedestal for the rest of the year. You know, 
Yeah, I don't disagree with you there, Derek. It's just one of those things where I'm like, we got one over on him last year. That was hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. He had his laugh. He did his cute little Sully in the corner who he thought he was going to be turning around to some fucking Sabres fans, flipping him the bird. Turns out he found a nice little cluster of Vegas fans. So that was kind of funny. But all um, threw their bu- buckets onto the ice too. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw those beauties getting some getting some nooners. So they were having after that night. Um, yeah, dude, I, I'm fine with it. Like, I, I just don't even care anymore. I would have liked to have beat him again. Yes. But seeing how, like when, for me, when I saw, cause I was there at the end of the game, I'm sorry, Tudor already mentioned we were already there. Fucking idiot. I am. Um, <clears throat> Benny, I was sitting above, I was sitting above you watching. I just didn't say anything to what watching I, me. Oh yeah, I was just watching yeah. you just like explode internally, and Matt was down just a couple down, a little bit down. Oh, yeah. and I was just like, oh, I'm just no one doing anything, but just like intently watching. And I was just like, I'm not gonna ruin this. So I was like, I'm just gonna, because I was doing the exact same thing, just a little yeah. bit further up in the section. But it was just funny to see that we were all doing the exact same thing of just right, high <clears throat> down. Just watching. Yeah. When I saw at the end of the game, when he did the, when that final buzzer went off and he hopped on the ice to go see the, uh, the goalie and the fucking celebration, he just, yeah, he just like crouched like down. He yelled so loud and like pumped his arms. I was like, wow. Okay, buddy. Have it. Yeah. And, oh, um, the half game I, 11. I okay, maybe this wasn't. This wasn't the last thing I was going to say. The other, the last thing about the dead spin was he, they did also mention, it was like, they write, they write hall of fame ballots and stories about what you do in the middle of November. Right. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> it was really good. I to find out incredible. who this author is. Definitely a Buffalo guy. Oh, I don't think so. I really don't. Let me see. I'll, Maybe. I'll do some research while we're talking. Here. Yeah. But, um, it was a good read. Definitely needed that because it kind of affirmed everything I was thinking and feeling at the time. But, um, you know, I mean, Jackson asshole. I think he knows he's an asshole. He's sick at hockey. You know, he wants to win. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty, well here. There's like, there's so many, there's so many layers to it. I'm glad he's healthy. It's good for the league that he's healthy and looks like his old self again because he's fun to watch. I, it won't ever be the same for me now, but I'm not going to pretend he's not. There's, there's plenty of people, though, in pro sports that are sick of their sports and they're assholes. And, like, that's fine, right? Like, you don't – you don't need, not everyone that's an athlete needs to win, like, good guy of the year award, right? I mean – I'd probably be an asshole. It's I'm kind, kind of, of an asshole now, uh, and I'm nobody. But the um, other – Oh, go ahead, Derek. Oh, just real quick. Uh, looking through this guy's, like when I click on his articles on Deadspin, he writes a lot about soccer, a lot about baseball, talks about the Bruins, talks about Maple Leafs. Seems like he's just pretty much a pretty generic sports writer for Deadspin. So definitely a pretty, uh, I think there's a pretty unopinionated uh unopinionated shoot him a dm Derek. i I would love i would actually love to get him on here and chat about that article specifically um that'd be cool because like i i do think like some of those points definitely come from a very i think biased perspective but uh shoot him a message there yeah it would be it would be interesting because like i mean that's the thing like jack at the end of the year last year right when he came back before the buffalo game and then like the last few games of the season like, let's also not forget he was just coming back from the disc replacement surgery and didn't have an offseason to prep himself. So, like, not 100% at that point either. So, like, this is really the first time post-surgery we're getting to see him fully able to go through a recovery offseason and actually, like, get himself into the shape he wants to be in before he hits the ice. So, I'm actually interested to see how he does down the stretch for 82 games and really how he holds up uh, physically as well. Oh yeah. This guy, this guy is a, this guy is Chicago, Chicago, Illinois based um, followed by big cat. So definitely a a, a Mm. worthy, worthy person for sure. Cool. See, let's 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 bomb him a message. See if yeah, we can get him on there. Big Cat follows you. You're legit. Yeah, right. Um, shout out, Big Cat. 
Shout out to Big Cat. Damn cats. The hardest working man at Barstool Sports, they say. Um, anyways, I, the, that's 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 it for me, though. It's like I end with no matter what I feel or I can be. I was annoyed at the time because obviously you want to win. Let's yeah, we talked really, about that I with the really players annoyed. last episode. We talked about that with players as fans were like that, too. The, the, again, the bottom line for me is if Jack needed that game that badly, go go ahead. Like, I, I'm fine. Like, I'm still, you know, the hat trick in one period stinks. That's annoying. But it's not going to – it doesn't – it still just doesn't look – like the game was kind of – you know, we kind of knew that it wasn't going Buffalo's way. I felt like I kind of knew pretty early. But at the end of the day, man, I just am I'm good. Like, I'm focused on getting, like, Samuelson back, seeing the growth and the development. And then I think eventually we'll see the, you know, Vegas is always considered a cup contender fall short again. That's what it's going to be. Um, not necessarily taking a shot at Jack or the guys on the team. I just don't think – I. I don't think they got it. I, I don't. I you know I saw they 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 just you can get hot at any time, right? But I again, he needed that more than we did. That's I'm good. I'm moved on. I had I was already moved on. I had to I had to bring it back up because we haven't talked about it yet. Actually, no, yeah, was, <laughs> we, we which is fine. That. Yeah, we had to, we had to talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just – I'm glad to be the – to where I'm at. I'm, I'm I'm almost thankful that he beat us because that means he's not on our team because every team he was on for the most part, I truly was always frustrated watching. Where the stuff I'm frustrated about now I think is easier fixes and they're going to come with time and guys getting healthy. So it is what it is. It's an exciting team again. That's what I care about. I agree. I definitely that's it. agree. Fair enough. Well, that's, yeah. it. That's, that's it. All for, I got. Uh, that's it for one Buffalo sports team. Like <laughs> 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 out of all this, too, Derek's wearing a Viking purple hat too. I'm just kidding. That's just by. He's a big Justin Jefferson guy now. It's a big coincidence. Big coincidence. His hat is purple. That is a fact for those just listening, but um, it is not a Vikings hat. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the crazier games you'll see. Um, I basically called that was going to happen. I was just sitting here with Abby and I said, she got pumped. And I'm like, no, <laughs> wait a second here. They can't take a knee in the end zone. Like they probably should have. Just take the safety and punt it. That's an option, but yeah. The, the only tough thing there, though, is it's like I don't know that you can even do that, right? Because then you're giving up two points. So you're up. What are you up for at that point? So you give up two points, and then you have to kick the ball to them, and they would still have like 45 seconds, and I don't know. I'm assuming at least one timeout to get into field goal range, but then a field goal wins it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's more than enough time for a couple plays to get downfield in a field goal range to potentially win it. So, I don't know that you want to give that up. It's just you have to be able to trust your either running back or your 6'5", 240-pound quarterback to just be able to fall forward for two yards. What would yeah, you, but he didn't even he didn't even done? he didn't even have the ball, so it didn't fucking matter. He well, no, I know. You, yeah, well, ball. first you have to trust him to grab uh, the ball on the snap. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what would you guys what would what would you have done if you were the Bills? I would there? I would have done the exact same thing. I would have QB sneaked it for probably three yards up the middle, like he does consistently. I just would have told him probably don't, don't the football. fucking drop the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um. It was the right call. It just wasn't executed. That was all. Yeah, because you try to swing outside, it's probably going to end up being a safety more than likely. They're just they were pressuring way too fast to even drop back for a throw. Um, I could have taken a safety. That's the only other option I think that you could really have thought. I just don't think. I don't think you intentionally do that. So, like, I think. I think that no, was, abso- the I think day- was absolutely the right play call because yeah. you're assuming 
that you're not fumbling that football because why would you ever be End of the day, that? we got greedy again. Um, came down to three points. Uh, we didn't take three points earlier in the game. Um, decided to go for it. Came up short. Um, you... And, and this is a crazy stat. This doesn't even go against the Bills. This is just some weird fucking universe shit that's happening. The Bills have faced nine coin tosses this season. Nine coin tosses. They have won one. One. How does that fucking happen? It's a 50-50 shot every single time. They've won one coin toss out of nine. How does that fucking happen? I don't know, but Seneca Buffalo Creek should sponsor the Bills. That's ridiculous. Are we? We're, are, That's we're, ridiculous. So we're officially back to the coin toss stuff. No, I'm is just saying, like, but like, with like, this is some weird universe shit that we're up against. Like, come on. Like, I mean, you get the ball in. in I, I know you have the. T- you can touch it both times and stuff, but at the end of the day, a touchdown ends it. You know, like getting the ball first is a huge fucking advantage, no matter what. So like. To say I that, think, I think to the say other that piece though too is, frankly, um, and this is just a neutral fan of neither team watching that game. When it did go to overtime, I was kind of glad it went the way it did, not because I wanted to see the Bills in particular lose the game, but because the game shouldn't have gotten there. Because the field goal that tied it, that big chunk play to Gabe Davis on the sideline was not a catch with like 40 seconds left or 30 seconds left. And the Vikings can't challenge it. And for zero reason, there was no referee review of it that would have clearly shown that wasn't a catch. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it's almost like part of me in the back of my head was like, all right, like that would be really shitty for the Vikings if they lost the game in overtime that shouldn't have gotten to overtime because of a completely missed drop. Like, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's, yeah, but that can be applied to any game across the no, NFL. And I under, the and I understand, has been so bad. And I, and I understand that. It's that's why I'm so saying bad. like that's not targeted at any particular No, and I'm not teams, taking – But it's just no. like – when that shit happens, right? It's the same. It's the same thing with like um, the NFC Championship game a handful of years ago with the Saints um, and in uh, the Rams with that atrocious um, non-pass interference call, which was the reason for one season they allowed you to challenge pass interference. Oh yeah, I forgot about there that. So yep. many. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. I just hate seeing a team lose on a big drive like that at the end of the game for something that they did correctly. And it was just gross negligence almost on the ref's part, right? Just not doing what they need to do. And it's, it's still, this goes back to like the conversation where I think it's ridiculous that we even have on-field refs making calls half the time when you can see it better on video anyway, um, and call stuff like that from the booth, because some of the things that get missed and it's happened against the bills this year too. And it's happened in their favor, as it does with every team. It goes, you know, both ways at certain times. But, you know, it's like, are we really, are we really allowing games to potentially go into, to swing on on that shit? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Trust me, I agree. I I think that for the amount of money and how big the NFL is, the fact that we just constantly are arguing over officials game in and game out is just absolutely insane. I mean, how many times do we argue about officiating in the NHL? Do you think Derek, how how often, how how often do NHL officials ever get called out? They fucking don't because they literally pay them a very good living wage to do their job. But I think what the NHL also does that works nicely is I know it's clunky and I know some people lose their mind like the Trevor Zegers disallowed goal for the offsides but they allow the play to continue and then back it up so that they can say you know what this goal is disallowed because on the zone entry that happened 20 seconds previous um, it was offside so the team 
you know, the faceoff has to come out of the zone. Let's reset the clock to when that happened. That makes sense, right? It, it sucks when it disallows a cool play, but, you know, the right call is the right call. Um, you know, the, NF, the NFL, what's tough about it is there's so many plays that are bang, bang, and they've got that rule, right, where once the ball is snapped, you can't go back to the previous play. So if there's a big play down the field and they don't call it real quick to like throw the brakes on uh, to review it and the other team runs and the team runs up to the line of scrimmage and snaps the ball. Now, all of a sudden, you can't review the play and it could yeah. that could cost one team the game. And it's I mean, just it's tough because I think in the NFL, there's it's a much bigger playing surface and there's so many different things that are bang, bang, where you can't, like, I don't know. I mean, hockey, obviously, you have, like, the quick pace of play, and there's not as many stoppages as there is in the NFL because you don't stop between every play. But I do think that hockey as a league does a better job of putting officials in a situation to be successful. Agreed. I also think that, if you really wanted to and you wanted officials to like call everything fairly, you would have a play, you would have a flag on every single play in the NFL because yeah, I mean, that's so many guys doing so many things and there's a holding somewhere or, you know, a pass interference that is discretionary um, on either side of the ball, basically, you know, Um, it's just, I think it, it's really tough because the, you, the game's already so slow, and I think if you just add more penalties to it, it's really just going to slow down the game even more. Right. Yeah, it's tough. Is it because – do you think this – really quick before we move on to the pick review quick and give our picks and get out of here, I just to, to round this up because I haven't contributed shit to this segment, so I'm going to do it now. Uh, <laughs> the, is, do you think this all kind of stems from like when replay started? Like where you kind of review everything. Like yeah, the, I mean, you know I mean Tudor, like the offside well, reviews in hockey, the VAR in well, soccer. I think it so, does, but I think what happens is when you start to introduce that, and it's not, I don't even think it's introducing the uh, replay in the sense of like the rules of the game. But because technology's gotten so much better over the years, right? And because there's so many different camera angles on the field or on or around the ice and things like that, there's an appetite among fans to get every single call exact because I can sit there on my couch and I can see you know, the CBS broadcast that shows in slow motion, the fact that, you know, Gabe Davis lays out and that ball does kind of come out and touch the ground. And, you know, I'm never going to see that live speed. And if this is, you know, 1980 and you're watching the game on TV, you're probably not going to see that. Right. So people wouldn't be in an uproar, but I'm sure anyone in a Minnesota Vikings t-shirt sitting at home was losing their goddamn mind. The only uh, thing that pissed me off about that was that they just kept hammering it like all yeah. the way, all the way up to like OT that it wasn't a catch. I'm like, great. We all fucking know that it wasn't a catch. Let's move on. There's bigger things at stake right now. But um, <laughs> I think that the broadcast think, was rough this weekend. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. That's hilarious. You bring that up and just dude, like, get over it. Get I, over I it. think that maybe like that stuff t- Benny with like the VAR and the video replay, like that definitely does play a, play a factor, but it's, it's just, you see it everywhere now, you know, Twitter clips the day after the game or even moments after a play happens, all that shit. And let's be honest, fans in sports love to bitch and complain. Yeah. And and it's not one fan base that likes to do it. It's every fan base likes to bitch and complain that, Oh, my team got screwed because the officials called this or they didn't call that or whatever. And it's like everyone likes to complain and make an excuse for why their team didn't win week in and week out. Right. Um, Also, side note, I will say that they kept hammering the Gabe Davis no catch, but they just kind of like browsed over the fact that um, Singletary was down on that fumble 
his fucking elbow was down when he landed and they still just went with the call on the field because there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it, which I think is sometimes such the biggest crock of shit in the entire world because you're just banking on shitty camera angles. Then you're literally just banking on players being in front of camera angles or like not being able to see clearly what's going on with the puck or ball or whatever's happening. And I think that's just such a cop out like that. They just go back to like, all right, we're just going to go with whatever's on the field. It's like, okay, well, we have a lot of evidence here. Well, because the replay stuff is about getting the call, right? No, I agree. All right. Yeah, I know. So So that's why I know it's it's real catch 22 stuff. It is. It's always, it's it's argued like it's a simple issue and it's not. It's one of those topics, but um, before we run out of time though, we got to get to some picks. Yes, we do. Quick recap. Recap of the record. See where everyone's at. I realize too, it's pretty depressing. There's like three weeks left of the regular season. I know. Brutal. Um, yeah, I'll give a quick recap here. So, uh, you know, Derek, Derek was on a bye week last week, had some important business to attend to over at the studio. So he's sitting currently at 822 and one uh, really total, total record. Um, I thought for a minute Derek was back on Saturday, but that went away pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> sorry, Derek. Um, I, we've, we thought you were back. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Benny, Benny. I, I had, had a very, I had a very good Saturday. Sunday was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Benny, Benny had a strong showing this week. He, uh, he went three, one and one, uh, pushed on LSU minus three, lost on Kansas plus three and a half, uh, but one on UConn spread, TCU spread, and Washington State spread. So good week for Benny getting them all the way back up to 20, 24, and 2 on the season. Mm. Uh, so, Benny. Late push here to get above 500 for the boy. Folks, do not let the kid get too hot. Um, I will say then, it was uh, an off. I cleaned up on UFC Saturday, too. I cleaned up. Did you have Pereira win in that fight? I did. Me. Who do you think you are? I am. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I gave out three picks last week, went uh, 2-0-1, one on Penn State minus 10.5. I also had the TCU plus 7 spread, as did Benny, uh, for the win there. And then I pushed LSU minus 3 as well. What a, so, I, what a I will, great um, bet from Tudor on Penn State, too. Yeah, I love no, that was – so you know what you know what? Honestly, yeah. Benny, I started sweating a little bit because um, – that Penn State bet was – it was on Saturday, and we went over to uh, Luke's diaper party, celebrating yeah. the boys, you know. Um, and his stepdad's over there and pulls out his phone and was like, ah, I got like 25 bucks on my DraftKings account. Like, who's the college football better here? <laughs> and like three guys just turn and point at me. I'm like, okay. So I guess we'll do this. And uh, – he was like, all right, like pick, pick whatever you think that I should just bet my balance on like 25 bucks. So I Mm -hmm. looked at it and it was like literally like three o'clock. So like before kickoff and I looked at him, I said, look, Penn state minus 10 and a half right here. I have them at minus 10. I really like them. I'm put, I'm putting your money on this. Um, if I'm picking, he was like, all right, lock it in. Let's do it. So he did. And then he gave me the old, like, yeah, you know, if they lose, I'm going to have to let all the air out of his tires and, like, kind of screw him with me a little bit. So I was sweating yeah. a little bit. And then uh, Penn State just rolled. Uh, yeah. So that one, that one felt good. It always feels good when you give somebody a pick and then it crushes and it's not even a sweat because then they're like, okay, like, this dude just made me a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. But, uh, yeah, those picks brought me up on the season to 26-12-1. and Yeah. I will so, say that Arkansas win um, on Saturday. I took a late Arkansas uh, plus three and a half. Um, but yeah, woke up in the morning, uh, saw that line. I was like, that's ridiculous that they are only three and a half at home. Um, I was like, that's, you know, they, they score late. That's that's easy money right there. And I saw it and I sent it to you guys in the group message that that game was receiving more spread bets on LSU than almost all of the NFL games in uh, last week. And I was like, okay, 
I've been doing smart plays for a while. Let's fucking fade the public. And I faded the public and came out big on that. And I, that, I had the similar That's feeling. That's smart play. I had, the public's usually I had, I had the um, same feeling, Tudor, because I gave a couple of my buddies who are Arkansas guys that we would bet on them every now and then. I was like, this is the game. This is the one. It's 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 time. And they made a very – it was a <laughs> – it was a, a very scary late push. Um, the last few minutes of the game were uh, real back and forth, and I really thought LSU was going to go for it, and they ended up uh, they ended up just victory formation coming out, and uh, boys ended up pulling it off. So, real quick before we dive into the picks, too, got to pour one out for Tulane. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. It was. Oh fun. yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't a show pick, right, Benny? But you texted on like Saturday, and you decided to ride it with Derek. Yeah. Yeah, Tulane wasn't a show pick. I don't think. I don't think so. No, I because I texted. No, because I texted you saying, "Are we betting Tulane again today, Benny?" Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, that's right. That's right. Yeah, until it stops. Yep. Yeah. And um, so we'll have to reevaluate, but. Tulane it was, was good. my only loss last week. I went three and three and one uh, yeah. off the pot. Obviously, go go fucking figure. The week that I don't <laughs> share, I go three and one. And there you go. It's, it's the only sweet. way it was going to happen. That's right. Sweet. But all right, boys, let's dive yeah. into some cards. Hey, I got a short one. I do too. I've got three picks this week. I got two. This got is three. rare for me. Um, I'm trying to be surgical here. I know I'm down on time, but we got bowl season. We got all of that. So I'm I'm gonna get to above 500. I've said it early on. That's that's gonna happen. Um, so initially here, I am not putting a lot of thought into these picks. I'm just looking at lines. Um, I did a lot of this last the past couple of weeks. It's been pretty good. Um, you know, on my non-show picks, just you know, in my FanDuel and whatnot. So I'm gonna keep it simple here. Um, we got a noon kickoff here on Saturday, TCU at Baylor. Uh, TCU is laying the two and a half, and I am going to do so. I Again, I've been fading Baylor for a lot of the season. I don't know why they get the respect they do. They're at home. I, I kind of get it. But give me a less than a field goal for the fourth-ranked team against Baylor. I'll take the two and a half. Um, no problem. Again, 10-0 record, 8-1-1 against the spread. It's a good football number to have on a gambling slip. So give me the TCU Horned Frogs minus two and a half. I mean, it's a, just it's, – I'd feel dumb if I didn't bet the game and they covered. Like, and they 100%. just – so that's where – that's basically it. Um, yeah, they're they're on, a, on a roll right now. Yeah. And then uh, my second pick, I think this is uh, this is the spot. For our USC Trojans tutor. Oh, Benny, you and I might have identical cards this week. We got USC minus two and a half at UCLA. I'm taking two road favorites this week, boys. Absolutely. I'm doing it. I think this is a game where USC is going to kind of try to they this is a statement game they can make. You know, they've had some hiccups and everything. So you know, they've had some games that are, you know, their loss, obviously. They've had some games that have been a little close and all that. I think they want to make a push here, um, you know, try and make as much noise at the end of the year as they can in the Pac-12 and get into the best bowl game they can. So um, give me the Trojans. Again, it's a good football number under the, you know, the field goal number. We're at minus two and a half. I'll take it. Um, I think UCLA is going to be going to get up for this game. But I think in the end, even a tight game with this line at two and a half, we're good. I'd bet both of these up to three, too. Honestly, though, TCU, now that I'm thinking about it, bet it as high as it goes. So I'm not worried. For this week, huh? All I got is TCU minus two and a half, USC minus two and a half. Those are my picks. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I actually literally have the same two picks. I already locked them in a couple hours ago. Um, same reasoning, so I don't really have to reiterate that. Um, I've been riding with USC for a lot of the season. So I'm going to do it again this week. And uh, I do have one extra pick in there that I know Benny's going to love. Oklahoma State plus seven and a half. Oklahoma State is going on the road uh, to Oklahoma this week, a little in-state rivalry. Frankly, I, I don't really understand this one. I think Oklahoma State probably wins it outright. Oklahoma pretty much stinks. 
they're five and five. They've lost like five out of their last seven games. But isn't this their Super Bowl? Yes and no, because like the, I would have thought the Texas game was being the Red River rivalry, and they got shit on. They, well, they I mean, showed, they showed zero fight in that game. I think in the other piece of this too, uh, just because I know you love your stats, Benny. Um, his uh, so. I think part of it is Spencer Sanders is nursing a little bit of a shoulder injury. Um, so, uh, you know, he did not start last week, but he did end up coming into the game and throwing the game-winning touchdown. So, um, you know, he's good enough to play then. I would assume he's good enough to play this week. I think that's probably part of where the line is because I think Oklahoma State's a better team than Oklahoma regardless of who the home squad is. And Oklahoma State – in their uh, their last 20 games per CBS, uh, one of the most profitable teams to bet on in football. So in their last, uh, let me find here, I think in their last 20 games, they're 14-5-1 and one against the spread. So hmm. you're going you're gonna to give me seven and a half. I get a touchdown cushion for the better team who's covered the spread in 14 out of their last 20, I'll take it. I love it. I you know what? I'm going to put the I'm going to put those three picks in. I'm going to parlay those three picks and throw it in. It's gonna I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride. And I I'm, I'm going to fully that, ride. I'm glad that we we kind of found those picks because honestly, I was looking at the slate like a couple days ago, not spreads, just kind of like who was playing who this week. And I was like, this stinks, stinks for college football. It and we're stinks. about to get a shit ton of snow too. There's, I literally, in and just there's like no games that I was excited about. This there's going to be some though, like from a gambling perspective. Right. But like, there's some that there were some that were kind of sticking out where I could just watch like TCU Baylor, like good. I'm gambling yeah. on it. Obviously. I mean, USC, right? U- UCLA, I felt like would have been good. Yeah. Like a crosstown rivalry game. Oh, we got a late one for the snowstorm. I think, dude, I th- say what you want. Georgia, Kentucky, Georgia going into Kentucky, I think that's interesting. That line's 22 and a half. Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt, didn't they? Uh-huh. Just, I'm just saying, remember this for next week. I'll look like okay. an idiot or I'll look fucking smart, but I don't think okay. I'm going to bet it, but I'm just saying. Um, You're not feeling Kentucky money line? No, I, I actually – I might do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and keep that going, but it wasn't going to work. Um, dude, the te- Texas, Kansas, you know, like not bad. There's some decent ones, but it's just I can't really find edges on some of these. Like that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, so you know, Tennessee, note, South uh, Carolina is, you know, not bad. And then you got Arkansas, Ole Miss. That's another one at 730. Side note. Uh, There's some good ones. FanDuel already has. Tudor, don't complain with three weeks left. Come on. Sorry, Derek. FanDuel already has USC at minus one and a half right now. So. Glad I got him at uh, – well, I guess I'm glad I, I got him. I was going to say, it helps right now. Yeah, locked in already. But yeah, I'll take the one going, and a half, That's gladly. going the wrong way. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Fade the you know public. what, though? I kind of figured it might. Like, Fade the just public. Because, yeah, I mean, just because like UCLA, I think a lot of people are a little bit high on. But, I mean, they just lost to Arizona last week. Mm. Like, come on. You know, sometimes that's just how it goes. Derek, what do you got, buddy? All right. Um, we have an interesting slate. Um, rolled with. I got to be honest, that makes me really nervous when Derek tells me the slate's interesting. No, it's not really that bad. Um, I'm only going to get nervous if he comes. No, I got. No, I got. No, I got. TCU minus TCU minus two and a half. Um, oh, shit. No, the, I've I've been riding TCU the same amount of times as you guys have. <laughs> TCU has been about the only thing that has helped me. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. And the there. only thing. Um, uh, I have TCU minus two and a half. Really like that one. Uh, they've been fucking crushing it and just staying consistent with the spread. Uh, I took Penn State versus uh, Rutgers at Penn State minus 19. Uh, Penn State's been absolutely rolling. Uh, I just think they're just going to roll uh, a nice uh, 
nice little uh, Mac team. Um, and then we've got the last one. Gonna keep my boys. Ooh, pigs. Mm. Ooh, fucking pigs. They are a plus two and a half against Ole Miss. Barely lost to LSU last week. I don't think Ole Miss is nearly as good as uh, LSU. Um, and we got Arkansas back again at home. I mean, can't set that one up anymore perfectly for that. I mean, a nice a nice field goal. A nice mm. field goal. Mm-hmm. Covers it. Come on. We'll you see. Can, you got to love that. I might tail you it. You got to love that. Might tail it. That's all I got to say. But that's it. That's it for me. Um, Arkansas. Whoopig suey. Love it. Can't end the show much better than that. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. We'll be talking. Uh, Everybody, stay safe. Enjoy the storm if that's your kind of thing. If we get it, who the fuck knows? Um, Be safe out there. uh, All that sort of stuff. Thank you for listening. Hope you all win some money. Hope I do too. Um, Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week for another brand new episode. Go Bills, go Sabres, and whatever else. Thanks, everybody. Later.